What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me Miss Hollywood. What up, Rough Drafts? Hey, 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 what up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, and you know what they like to call me, Miss Hollywood. (laughs) Yes, and you're tuned into yet another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Yes, we're going to have my guest in here shortly. However, you already know how I like to do it. And if you don't, and if you're new to the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, So Hollywood, the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally. Uh, I bring people together with this thing called entertainment. As you guys know, and if you do not know, I like to do this thing called an intro. Oh, bars. <laughs> I like to do a thing uh or a recap, so to speak. Um my recap is fifty <laughs> um fifty uh I'm sorry, episode fifty with Romel Walker. He is actually in here. Shout out to Romel. I am on Instagram live as well as I am streaming my podcast live here now. Um Romel Walker, he is the CEO of Attitude Clothing. Uh Rough Draft Images is also his um company. He is a New Orleans native. Um with a background in graphic design, photography, and architect. He has graduated from two colleges, not just one, two colleges. But anywho, uh, you can catch that episode, the latest episode on my Instagram page, or you can also stream it. The audio is on all streaming platforms. Everywhere that you like to listen to your podcast, uh, please, please, please tune into that. 40 after I like to do this thing called Sweet 16. I have a artist today on my podcast and it's going to be so wonderful. Oh my God. Are you guys ready for this here shortly? It's going to be amazing. So uh, I don't think he knows this, but anywho, Sweet 16 is where the artist or the guest or whoever is rapping, rhyming, singing, um, any of those natures, you can spit a Sweet 16. Uh, Also... Um, 45 after I like to do this thing called top five, five questions, five answers to the best of your ability. 50 after I like to do this thing called wind down. Wind down is pretty much where, um, you give your shout outs, your last words, wherever they can meet you they can meet you <laughs> wherever, <laughs> wherever, you know, they can get it from. And then question of the day is question of the day. Hey, how you doing? Give me just a second. Question of the day is what bothers you about the industry? Why? And what is your solution? And I like my guests to answer that question after the show 55 after I have this thing called exclusive access and exclusive access. It gives me access to whatever you have not told the world and you want to tell. So Hollywood, the podcast. And as you guys can see, I do have a guest today. 
Uh, without further ado, I would like to introduce my guest, King June ATL, a.k.a. June Garcia. I didn't even know that was your name, June Garcia. But I'm going to give you a proper introduction. Uh, you're a rapper, author, director, actor, and a serial entrepreneur. We have to get more into that. Uh, you have a podcast by the name of King June, King June Podcast, and you rate yourself as a mogul. Um, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. How are you doing today? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And yourself? I'm doing good. You said you're you're currently driving and you're going, you know, you're making moves as you should be. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be dope. It's, this this interview, I feel, is going to be really, really dope. So where are, you, where are you going and where you headed to? You know, give a little bit of background about yourself and then we're going to start this interview off right. Okay, yeah, I'm actually leaving Virginia, headed back to Atlanta. What? You wasn't, you were where I'm at? You know I'm in Virginia, right? No, I didn't know that. I'm in Virginia Beach. Okay, yeah, I was in Virginia Beach. Wow. It was my uh, sister's birthday, so. Happy birthday. Yeah, shout out to my sister. Yeah, me and the missus are <laughs> there to surprise her. Oh, okay. That's nice. Are you originally from um, Virginia or are you originally from Atlanta? By the way. Oh, Virginia. Uh, oh, see, I mm, see you trying to put <laughs> you trying to put Atlanta. By the way, in Virginia, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the second home. Oh, for real? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's amazing. That is definitely amazing. But um, yeah. let's get this started. Uh, I always ask my guests this question: uh, How did this thing called entertainment enter your life? Like, what is your earliest memory of um, like finding entertainment? Okay, um, before I was in it, I was a fan first. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just growing up, I was a big Michael Jackson fan. So my mom is still like, you know, music, to love music and appreciate it at a young age. So I've always been a fan of it. And once I, you know, uh, grew up in age, that's when I developed an interest of wanting to do it myself. Because mm. I always wanted to be part of the Jackson 5 when I was <laughs> Not knowing that, hey, that was back in the 70s and whatnot, but I always wanted to be in the Jackson 5 as a child. Mm, 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 mm. So you said your mother your mother played a huge role in, in, in with helping with your uh your introduction to entertainment. Now how how did that happen? Did she take you was she listen to music throughout the house? Because you know most black families we got a playlist to clean up. And you know what I mean? Like, that's how most of the people are introduced yeah. to music. So how did that, how does she introduce you to music? And then where, where is leading to right. now? Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, just cleaning up. Um, I wasn't a morning person. And I was also, as she described, I was very quiet. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't really have that many expressions as a baby. So... <laughs> The only thing that would get me upbeat was turning on Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. um, she had bought vinyl posters and all of that stuff. Um, she used to also take me to movies when I was real young. Um, she told me, like, my first movie that she ever took me to was Eddie Murphy Rock. And from there, I just loved, you know, <laughs> just being around that type of... That type of uh, element. I know I'm telling my age. Your mama gangster. She she gangster as hell. She said you yeah, see this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then she also like snuck me into driving and stuff like that. Drive. Wait, uh, hold on. Wait. Did you just say driving? Yeah, driving. <laughs> and 
Yeah, drive-in. Between her and my oldest, my uh, one of my first cousins, mm-hmm. they used to sneak me in the drive-in. But, um, yeah, I've always, like I said, I was a fan first. Like, even to now, like, um, I just I love and appreciate music with a message. And, you know, I think that it conducts uh, different emotions. Of course, you know, when, like, depending on your vibration, you know, that's what you right. want to listen to. Right. You know, if I'm cleaning, I love to hear jazz. Mm. Um, if I if I'm I need motivation, I listen to like either Nipsey Hussle or um, Tupac or anything like that. So, are you like a trap? Do you like trap music or what people like to call trap music? I like the older stuff. I don't really listen to the new stuff. Like Me that. too. Like I think it's I'm, redundant. Yeah, because I'm an '80s baby. Like, I'm gonna give that away. Like yeah. I'm an '80s baby, so yeah. I like. I'm originally from Detroit for one, and then for two, okay. I grew up in Tennessee. So I have a little bit of both the best of both worlds when it comes to music wise. So I'm I'm like a three six mafia. I'm like oh, that yeah. that genre that type yeah. of thing. So did that play a part? Like being that you're by way of Virginia, did that play a part in um in in growing up or as far as like the musical aspect? It actually did. Um, cause back then we had options. You know what I'm saying? And then there wasn't any blurred lines. Um back then, you know, kid artists didn't curse. Mm-hmm. You know, uh you know, we will. I, I think as children, we were more mature and sensible than they are now. Mm-hmm. Because now it's like you got like an NBA young boy that when he first came out was like what, 15, 16, cursing and talking about adult subjects. And you got grown ups listening and dancing to his music. Right. But there was like back then, there was, uh, it was variety. But at the end of the day, um, the consumer knew like, okay, this is fictitious we're not really gonna go out here and go kill people and and back in the day they used to sneak it sneak the message in on us because when when, growing up you you were singing the songs and then as you grew up and like nowadays you like they were singing about some some crazy stuff back in the day but you would have never known it had you not tried to dissect it or if you weren't like really a part of the music like talking about it yeah, they had, they used, they was, they expressed them, themselves more creatively. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to tell a woman that you want to be intimate, you don't flat out just tell them. Like right. in music, you, you'll find a creative way of saying it. Right. You know, and um, I think that's what's missing. They, I don't think artists, I mean, I don't consider these like rappers and stuff like that artists anymore. What do you, so they're not what really, do you consider they're not really, I call them, uh, I don't know what to call them. Because, you know, art, cause art Art is like a unique expression of self. And right. you cannot say that, like, you know, uh, these individuals now that perform are, in, are um, you know, unique individuals because they mimic what they see on TV. Um, you know, they're clones of each other. Right. You know, there's no individual. There's, there's no, no more original. Is no more original. Yeah, so it was like, I don't consider them artists. Mm, so with that being said, Even, when did you when did you know you wanted to be an artist, and when did that actually happen for you? Uh, it actually happened 
when I was 10. Mm, okay. When I was 10 years old, I submitted my first uh, demo tape. And, uh, yeah, it was around 10 years old. Um, I was a, a big DeBrat fan. Oh, like, too. I didn't know, you know, you couldn't tell me nothing about DeBrat coming up. And, um, you know, back in the day on the back of, like, you know, album covers, yeah. like the CDs and tapes, they had, like, contact information. Right. Or, yes. if you, or like, they had fan club information. Or if you wanted to submit music, they said they had demo submissions, yes. like, you know, addresses and stuff like that. So um, I actually wrote the brat, and they sent me a generic postcard. <laughs> like the <laughs> White House so sending you? Point, like the White House be sending you? You this is oh this is it, Obama. It, that ain't no goddamn. Yeah, that is yeah, a generated yeah, message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but back then it was like a regular postcard, but it was right. handwritten. The message oh. was, but but it was it was you can tell like. As you know, as an adult now, you like, correct. Yeah, they probably sent the same message out to everybody. <laughs> but back then, I was like, I told my mom, I said, "Yeah, the brat wrote this for me." <laughs> my mom was trying to tell me, "No, she didn't, baby. That she didn't write that." <laughs> but yeah, but just by her writing that and, and acknowledging me, I was like, "Man, I want to be a rapper now." So, um, my mom bought me a keyboard or whatnot. Mm -hmm. I learned how to make beats. Mind you, this is at 10 years old. Mm -hmm. I learned how to make beats. And I had got my talk boy. You remember? Uh, oh, Alone my God. The gray, the gray, the gray thing joint, with the, the uh, microphone with the, at the tip. Yeah. <laughs> I got one of those and I made me a beat for like, I, I, I looped the beat that I made for like probably 30 seconds or a minute. And I actually put it between the speaker of the, the, the stereo and the talk boy, and I just wrapped in between. Oh, so, <laughs> I, I I know I didn't know the technology. I didn't know hey, about octaves. It's still it's still dope because that's innovative. Nobody would have ever thought of no shit like that. Nobody, not at 10. no, not at, not at ten. Well, I was. I was doing stuff like that as well because I was, like I said, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm part of the culture. So I feel like growing up, I was but doing stuff you, like that. <laughs> but that lets you know how big the teens' imaginations were. Correct. Back then, you know what I'm saying? Because Correct. We were able to. We had. We were forced to use our imagination and to be thinkers. You know, right. what I'm saying? To actually figure stuff out. Now, did you do you remember your first uh, rhyme or your first song or 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 uh, or uh, yeah, your first song that you wrote? Yes, I do. I don't remember the words per se, but I remember when I first wrote my first sixteen. Oh my god! It was to uh, Biggie going back to Cali, right? <laughs> it was Biggie going back to Cali. What I did was I wrote. The song, I listened to the song, I actually, line by line, mm -hmm. stop and go, wrote out the lyrics to the song, and I changed, like, probably every bar so it would be, that it can apply to me. Right. But it was Biggie going back to Calvin. That was oh, my first. And do you, around what age? Name. That had to be after 10, of course. So, around what age do you say that was? Actually, no, 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 no. It was about around 10, 11, around that same time. Oh, 
and you knew all yeah, because, what a sixteen was and, and stuff like that. Because some kids, you know, they. Don't... I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I, just... I, just, I, just, I didn't know what that was, but I just knew. I sat there and listened to that rap, that song, and mm-hmm. I wrote down every line of that song, oh every verse. Gosh. Kids, kids these days don't do that. They won't sit down and write down the whole verse. Like, I got booklets of, like, Genuine Pony. I got Aaliyah, One in a Million. Like, I got all written down verses of me just singing, uh, and then pausing it, mm-mm, and then yep. playing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> kids, kids don't know that these days. So, that's that's really, really dope. Yep. Anyway. Like, 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 even now, like, uh, when that song comes on, I know that song front to back. Mm. Biggie, Biggie, I'm uh, going back to Cali. <laughs> I can only imagine <laughs> how, how you rocking. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, every curse word, I, I can't say that. I got to change that word. So, right, you know. right, right. Mm. So after you found out you wanted to be an artist and um, you showed interest in what happened to your career after that? Like, what introduced you even more to... Did you, Were you in, like, um, concert plays, or were you in, like, the band, or what What did you do in the meantime, in between time? Actually, uh, I was in a band. I was in a middle school band. I played the snare drum. Uh, I did college... I mean, not college. Uh, talent shows mm-hmm. in elementary. I was in a, a, a play, Wizard of Oz play... Uh, you was like, in the I Wizard of Oz? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I was in the Wizard of Oz play. So that's my first time actually acting. It was a stage play. So I did that. Oh. And then, um, mind you, I, <laughs> and mind you, I grew up in a time when, uh, you know, No Limit and, uh, you know, was pretty much dominating everything. And right. I was a big master. I was, Me too. You know, big Master P fan. So, Master P's movement really propelled my interest in doing music. So, you, you know what? I have, through. I have, um, I, ha- I did my research, but I also wrote that down on my research. I said you have a vibe, a Master P vibe. Like I really, literally, just I wrote that up here before you even saying that. So that's even scary okay. to even say because for one, we're gonna get into your movie that you're doing, uh, Quad City, the uh, Quad City movie, because that to me was was a Master P type of vibe. And so that's why I was like, man, I see yeah. Master P in this. But we're gonna get into that here shortly. But <laughs> so you were yeah. in the band. You did. You did. Um, talent shows, showcases, but a- after that, did you go to college, or um, what did you happen, what happened after uh, that portion of your life? Yeah, um, unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, uh, I'm a college dropout. Me, I'm a type of person that really used this term, like, like, mm-hmm. defeating the purpose. Mm. I hate I hate defeating the purpose. And I felt that college was defeating the purpose because I wanted to work for myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do I need to go to college? And then two, um, just like in high school, I was bit by the entrepreneur bug. Mind you, I've been bit by a lot of different bugs. <laughs> right. You were here, you know, 
but the entrepreneur bug, I, I was bit by that when I was like 15, selling uh, mixtapes out of my locker. Mm. Um, so I was like, I, I don't ever want to work for nobody ever again, and, or, or ever, and I never did. You know, at 34 years old, I've always been an entrepreneur since 15. And um, if you can, in comparison, if you want to compare me to Master Lee, it'd be an honor because my model, my business model, is, you mm. know what I'm saying? I'm self-driven. Uh, I don't like middlemen. And, you know, everything that I do is integrated perfectly. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> and you, and yeah, you consider well, yourself I, uh, as a mogul as well, so... That's that's definitely yeah, masterpiece yeah. vibes. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, once you know, I graduated from high school. Mind you, I graduated in Virginia. Okay. And um, a friend of mine got a hold to one of my mixtapes, mm-hmm. whatever, and um, they took me to a producer, some producers that I was working under Teddy Riley. Oh. Uh, I'm not sure if if you was in Virginia around like early 2000. Yes, I definitely was. I, I got I got in Virginia um, 2001. Okay, so yeah, you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Future Studios by Preachers Dan High School. Uh-huh. I went to Bayside High School. Oh, I know Bayside. You know, and, um, yeah, I went to Bayside and. Um, yeah, Teddy Riley's studio was like right next door or right behind uh, uh, PA or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But anyway, make a long story short, my demo tape got the hands of some of his producers, and next thing you know, what I'm recording uh, demos out of that studio. Mm. And that's when I really took that seriously. And then I met Teddy Riley, and uh, just to see him like bobbing his head to my music. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Mm. <laughs> so after that happened, did he did he like co-sign you, or how how did that relationship build from there? It was very brief. Um, I was working mainly with his producers, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, he was in the process of working on a compilation mm-hmm. with it was me, his son. And a few other artists, or his nephew M. White. Um, I know M. White. A few too. other people was working on, a, you know, chipping in for a compilation. Mm-hmm. So all of that kind of fell through because I guess he was having some personal issues. His studio burnt down. He moved from Virginia to Atlanta, mm-hmm. and basically that whole situation kind of, you know, was uh, dismantled. Mm. So. I ended up coming back to Atlanta to pursue music. Once that didn't go through. And when you got to Atlanta, did Atlanta open open like accept you with open arms? Or was it more so like like what is the comparison? How can you compare Virginia with Atlanta as far as like music scene? The music scene in Atlanta is more, it, it matches the hospitality, mm. the southern hospitality. And we just, like, show love. Like, if you're his friend, they'll put you on. Like, right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it ain't necessarily, it's about who you know, but Atlanta embraces Atlanta talent. Like, 
right. or Atlanta-based artists on the radio. Right. Versus Virginia, I hate to say it, it has a crab in the barrel mentality. I know uh, like a handful of artists that are very talented that made some type of name for themselves. Yeah. And, you know, Virginia really don't push them forward. Like, Correct. you know, just to open the door, you know, for other people, you know, and that's really sad. And I believe that Virginia has a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. And those who actually made something on themselves have to go somewhere else to discover. And yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy to me because, like I said before, I'm not even from here, and I want to see Virginia win more than what it's doing now because it's definitely a lot of talent. It's definitely a lot of movements. But people are doing the exact same thing, but they don't want to combine forces because I know once that happens, we will definitely be like another Atlanta or a Los Angeles or, you know, those major cities. But... I don't know what what it will take in order to get it that way. But anyways, that's a that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Not to be too long with it, but I think it would take like a a Pharrell or Pussy T to actually come down and touch the people. Not really hover over. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what they do. They hover over. They don't really go down and embrace them, you know, so that uh, just to open up the, you know, the wind, the doors, right. like open up a recording studio or, you know, um, hold contest or showcase or, you know, uh, there's something in the water festival, mm-hmm. have open acts or something like that. Right. Um, I think that's what's missing. Because you got to think, Lex Luger is from what course. Yep. Uh, he was real talented. He had to come to Atlanta to get uh, that love and that recognition. recognition mm-hmm. and, get on. Mm-hmm. and I believe he got a Grammy. I believe he worked with Jay Z and uh, Kanye. And I Hell believe he got yeah. a Grammy. You I, I want to say yeah. So it's like yeah. So it's like VA got talent. Yeah. You know, I always reach back to people I know in VA and tell them, "Hey, come to Atlanta. I got the resources for you." But they they be too afraid to leave. It's almost like once you leave and you go to Atlanta, you I don't want to say you blow up, but nine times out of ten, that's the 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 best thing that I can explain, especially if you've already visited, especially if you have connections. Like as soon as you get down there, you you ripping and running. Like the studios never close, the club never close. Like that's another thing that Atlanta has that Virginia doesn't have. <clears throat> it's first of all, Virginia is Commonwealth, and they shutting shit down at a certain time. They shutting all the fun down, and they shutting all the black the black businesses and black things. So they're taking things away from us, and that's not fair. So we definitely need to create something uh, a little bit bigger and better out here for the talent. I mean, I see people doing showcases and stuff like that, but we need more. It needs it needs to be, like you said, something like a Pharrell or someone to, to really say, you know what I mean? Like, this is what we need to be doing. But, but as far as Atlanta, when you did move back to Atlanta, um, and you and you were embraced with Atlanta, you know, everybody from Atlanta. 
what did you do when you got there and how did you begin to get your acting bug as well okay uh, like once that situation with Teddy Raleigh kind of you know the golf or whatever I got in a situation with uh, so so deaf oh wow you know I was in the process of signing and doing that this is around the time um, you know Jermaine Dupri was going through his financial woes mm-hmm. making a transition from working with so, so, I don't know what label he was on he was, he was a VP and that was when he was you know first got an artist named Young Capone, not yeah, Young Capone, uh, Rocco, mm-hmm. uh, Young Envy, and I believe another artist. Uh, and we was kind of in limbo. Me, I got shelled immediately mm-hmm. because you know I got caught in the crossfire. I didn't have a sub label or anything like that. Rocco propelled, of course, he did. I'm gonna do me. Mm-hmm. He had a sub label. He was also signed to Def Jam as well, so he had. Stability. I did, and to make that long, that's that story shorter. Um, I couldn't do music for like ten plus years because really, I didn't own it. I didn't own the rights to my name. What? You know, the label owned it. Yeah, so I had to go back to the drawing board. I'm like, okay, I'm not working no nine to five. I'm not about to just go out here and sell drugs. And do right. <laughs> I. I so I had to go find a trade. So I had to go pick up a camera. And I picked up a computer. And I just started doing graphic design, photography, whatever I could do to stay in the loop. Mm-hmm. So, uh, from there, I had to build, rebuild my name up as far as under a different umbrella. Right. So I've done a lot of uh, Gucci Man first mixtape covers. I've done Future. Uh, Dirty Sprite commercial. I mean, not commercial. His mixtape cover, Dirty Sprite. I designed that, Woo-hoo. and I made myself made a name for myself just doing covers for everybody. Mixtape covers, just networking. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna use all this to pretty much um, to build relationships, or, right? You know, just to build a name and just establish some type of you know rapport with people. Right, and when the time's right, and I'm able to, I'm gonna slide my music back. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm a I'm a per I'm a person that hates defeating purpose. Right, and pretty much, I'm not gonna jump off a bridge with everybody else. So, um, as you know, there's a million and one artists in Atlanta mm-hmm. trying to go through the same door. Mm-hmm. Big. I'm not going through that thing. I'm going through the back door. I need to talk to the owner real quick. Facts. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Um, so basically now, you know, I'm doing the acting and directing. It was not planned at all uh, as far as me directing my own film. Um, it just fell back on my go-getting mentality. Mm-hmm. I don't like to, I don't really care to ask people for permission. Or for somebody to tell me that I'm good enough to be in their stuff. I feel like I'm very good and supreme at anything that I do. 
like, you know what? I'm going to create my own movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, and um, I did it in my list. My list. Basically put all my interests in one film. Right. So that's how uh, Squad City came. And it's Quad City mo- movie, correct? It's an independent film and it's streaming right now, April. It dropped April yeah. the 2021. It dropped this year. And it's on Prime Video. And how do you say that? Tubi yeah. or uh, Tubby? How do you say that? It's, it's Tubi, mm-hmm. but actually, I canceled those. Like, I didn't want to do those deals. Oh, okay. So we are independent. Independent. I'm doing everything independent. So, so like, <laughs> yeah, at one point in time, I was like, you know what? I was trying to get on Netflix and I wanted to do all of that. But it's just, it's too many hoops and barriers. And I don't want to sign over my intellectual property right. uh, to them. And I wanted to keep everything. Mm. And I'm about to go into the, uh, the NFT, in the NFT world. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just keep everything in-house. in-house so i uh i got my own platform and when i get to a certain uh bar with this with this uh, movie mm-hmm. I, i'm willing to you know license it out to uh bt or uh, you know a streaming network but right now everything is 100 and <clears throat> if you can uh give a little bit of background into the movie like what is it about who do you have in it you're the main uh main actor in the movie can you give us a little bit of background about it <laughs> he said okay it's, yeah i'm i'm the director writer and the star in in this movie um it takes place in, in 1975 it's basically shedding light on a pivotal time in culture as far as like uh, when drugs really came into the black neighborhood mm-hmm. it touched it, it grazed that surface it also talked about gentrification um, my whole pur- purpose of this movie is to make a hood classic but actually drop information into it okay. and I want it to be an art an art that can be respected. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a skating ring, a fictitious skating ring, actually. It's called Quad City. Um, the owner pretty much got in debt with, you know, uh, some an investor that, you know, tried to wash his money with a skating ring. Mm-hmm. So he was pretty much, he had a, a lien on it and it was facing foreclosure. So me and a couple of my buddies Pretty much did the unthinkable to help save skating down. And uh, outside of it starring me, it stars Parlay from the Franchise Boys. Mm-hmm. Raz B from B2K is in it. Mm-hmm. it stars him, uh, Johnny Cavell. Yep. He, uh, he's a famous manager out here in Atlanta. I think uh, I'm even following Sean him. Robert Ballard. <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah, and the list of others. And the uh, list of it's others. Real, it's a dope film. Where can uh, they actually it, find that or stream actually, that? You, know, uh, you said what? You can go to 
it's actually a, it's, it had transformed into from a movie to a six part miniseries. Oh, like everybody pretty much loved the film so much. If they loved the film so much, they was like, okay, we want to know what happened to such and such character. Uh, right. What happened to the skating rink? All right, we want to see more. Mm. All right, so I said, you know what? Let's keep this thing going. So you made so, it to a series. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is, it's going to be a six-part miniseries. Uh, and they can go to quietcitymovie.com mm-hmm. to watch the first the first uh, episode. And, and we're shooting the second episode in September. And it's a guy that I know that you and I have in common. His name is Spud. Do you know Spud? I know he's in the, I, I believe oh, yeah. he's Axel yeah. in the movie yeah. too. <laughs> That's the homie. Like we yeah. go back from Black Car Club. Um, he used to live here in Virginia. And then he moved to Atlanta and started blowing up. Like he started shooting video. Like he goes, he is a reliable person that's another person i have to get up here for the podcast but he is dope if you guys are not yeah. familiar with spud in atlanta he is literally everywhere hey, hey that's my guy i've been doing him for over 10 years and what uh, i can't i took my hat off to him because i swear to you that he can be at every club in Atlanta Bro. all in one night. All in Clicking one. It up. I swear to God, he's everywhere. <laughs> all in, all one, in night. one night. I swear. I was like, strip clubs included. Yes. Everywhere. If you ask him to come by, he I, is I definitely coming like, to your event. He's very consistent. Very. He's definitely showing yep. up. If you ask him, "Hey Spud, can you?" Even if it's last minute, he'll he'll leave wherever he's at to just to come for, for even if it's a couple of minutes, he'll come and show his face and be out to the next one. I'd be like, Spud, bro, he is doing his thing. Yeah, but, and, and the crazy thing, the crazy thing about it is he's not subject to just Atlanta. He's in Miami. Right. You look down, look up. Look away, he's in Las Vegas. Right. Bro, he was just here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to Spud. We definitely need to get him up here on the podcast. If you talk when you talk to him, let him know. Miss Hollywood said what up. <laughs> but I got you. <laughs> let's get to what is it? Is this 40 after? Yes, it is right on time. I know you are an artist, so 40 after, I like to do this thing called top five. So uh I'm sorry, not top five. Sweet sixteen. It's sixteen bars. If you want to spit a sweet sixteen, you can. <laughs> if not, that's fine as well. Oh, Okay, I got you. You wanna? Uh, I ain't got no music, so you can just you can spit a Let sixteen or eight. You're ready. Oh, <laughs> I'm ready. Let's let's get it. Let's get oh. it. Oh wait, hold on, no, no, no. I gotta do my sound bite. You gotta wait a minute. This is my intro to right. Sweet Sixteen. Just stay out of my way, or you'll pay. Listen to what I say. How about I just go eat some hay? I can make things out of clay and lay by the bay. I just may. What do you say? Yeah, that's my sweet 16 intro. <laughs> but I'm ready whenever you're ready. Go ahead. All drop right. that thing. All right. All right. I'm a loose cannon. When I bust, a nigga might hit you. I probably had some problems dealing with my trust issues. The life I live requires you to trap and self-fear. I've been 
in the college. That flattened out my wallet. I'm saying Sally Mae, so I guess that bitch is tripping, so I had to sit my ass down and listen to my old head's advice. Knowledge should be free. You can learn from the streets of life. Now, peep this. Hold up. I roll up on a daily basis. Tell me why these motherfuckers haven't... That was dope. I really appreciate that. That was a freestyle, or that was something that you read, read, wrote. <laughs> oh, okay. See, you got bars. <laughs> <laughs> but this is another another part of the segment I, or another part of the show that I like to call top five is top five questions, top five answers to the best of your ability. Um, so, so tread lightly now. This is the top five. It's definitely. Okay. <laughs> All right. So top five movies you've directed. I've only directed one. Only one. That's my first. First shot. Mm. I got more in the chamber, though. Oh, ooh. Talk that shit. Uh, top five actors you've worked with. Okay, uh, Columbus. <laughs> okay, Columbus Short. Uh huh. Johnny Cavell. Mm hmm. Uh, Razzy. Mm hmm. Parlay. Mm hmm. And uh, Sean Drucker, Robert Ballard. Nice. Top five. five artists you've worked with. Okay. Pastor Troy. Ooh. Uh, Razzy. Uh, Magoo. Missy. People, and Bauer. People be sleeping on Magoo. Why do people be sleeping? Man. Magoo had the best rhymes. They be sleeping on that man. Anyways, top five scenes in your movie. Mm. Top five scenes? Mm-hmm. In your movie. What's your favorite top? Uh, Alright, there's a scene uh, it's called the face-off scene. It's me and uh, this character named Steel. We pretty much go we run uh, into some guys, you know, trying to see what's happening to the skating ring. Mm-hmm. And then this group of girls called Spotty Ladies walk up, and they pretty much just jump us off, call us virgins. Pretty much just down in the, they're kind of bougie and mm-hmm. stuck up. We some, like, some dirty look. We like some dirty, uh, like boys, you know, right. they've been out all day, nappy afro, and they come around looking pretty and stuff. They pretty much down. Your audio went out. Oh, there you go. I said, yeah, I ended up bagging one of them at the end of the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got another one? Um, oh, yeah. Um, oh, you don't have to tell the, the whole movie, though, because I know it's five scenes, so you you ain't got to tell the whole movie. Oh, no, that's enough to go around. Um, oh. There's one thing that me and this character named Wiz, he's like Wiz, the guy who plays Wiz, I want y'all to look him up. His name is Push. His name is Push on Instagram. Push1515, I believe. Or just type in Push, P 
he goes viral every time he posts something. He's well known in the, in the roller skating world. Mm-hmm. So me and him had a, a cameo, and you know we had a little routine that we did a little one two. And I thought that was really dope. <laughs> um, three. Yep. There was a chase. There was a chase scene. What? Chase scene. Like we was running through all through downtown Atlanta, and it was very fun shooting, <laughs> and it was. It was very fun, but it was a good scene that we kept. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's three. Yep. Um, another one was we had an Afro scene commercial that was inside the movie, which was dope. Which I thought it was a good highlight. <sighs> Transition. Right. So, and then... Uh, one more. All right, there's a flashback of me as a kid. So you look at it, it's like a, a little kid with a big old afro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was like a little cute scene. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Okay, so top, last one, top five auditions you've done. Within the last what? Within the last month, you say? Yeah. What? Like, like my first time acting, acting was in you know Quad City, and then once I dropped Quad City, everybody been hitting me up to like be in their movies or auditions. Oh, I guess I did a good job. Obviously, they see what you can do. Like you've just directed your whole movie, and you haven't even you weren't doing this. Like this is just new to you so when they see something like that they looking at the bigger picture you feel me like they like oh yeah we about to we about to make some money with this guy <laughs> yeah 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 okay so my movies would be uh what is it uh <laughs> he said um, name my movie <laughs> okay hold on hold on I, I just did I did a shootout scene with Columbus in Columbus short movie okay. that he's in, and it's the opening scene of the movie, mm. and it was real dope. We was in a trap house on the west side of the city, and we was actually shooting, and that it it, it was very dope. That's dope. Um, let me see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta put you. <laughs> he said, "I gotta put you." <laughs> he about to find all of the songs, or not the songs, the the auditions that he's done so far, and. <laughs> That's so hilarious. But while we wait, you know what we can do. To be a guest on So Hollywood. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, there we go. I had to look it up. Go ahead. All right, the movie's called Scott Free. Scott Free, okay. Scott Free, and it stars Columbus Short. Scott. Y'all probably know him for um, Stomp the Yard. um, Yes. He was... I don't know. That's that's sad. I can't even name a, a movie. I mean, besides, I just know what's besides, <laughs> don't feel me, Columbus. I, don't, I, don't, I know, I right? <laughs> but yeah, that was a dope. That was a dope scene to shoot. Uh, what else? Uh, without a fight, I did a good. I have like a lead role in that. In that, mm-hmm. whatever. And it was a, it was a good uh, scene that we did. Uh, we pretty much had a. I don't know why they keep calling me for shootout scenes. 
It was a shootout scene with the military. So it was, the movie is about pretty much um, martial law entering the hood. Wow. And they came, they just let off, and my girl in the movie dies. I don't want to give away too much of it, but that was dope. <laughs> it was a shootout scene with the military, which was dope. Um, you got two more. Two more. Uh, oh, yeah, Atlanta has. There's a miniseries based out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, this girl, I actually checked this girl looking for somebody, and she ran my pocket. Oh, she robbed. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> she ran my pocket, man. She ran my pocket. That's it was, it was funny. Oh you know? my goodness! We got one more, and that's it. One more, one more, one more. Yeah. Um, um. To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow oh, me on about Instagram, that. So Hollywood the Podcast. Oh, and no. M-I- Go ahead. And the last one? Okay. The last one is called Concealed Carry. Concealed Carrier. I got it. I just wrote it down. And yeah, so y'all check it out. We're going to start shooting the rest of that next year. Mm-hmm. And with the end of this year or next year. But they got me playing some crazy stuff. <laughs> but you're ready and for it. And it involves shooting as well. <laughs> I guess you fit All the profile. You, you fit the description of a shooter. I'm, I mean, I don't know, because I went from an afro with some tight bell bottoms to <laughs> talking gangster shit in movies. I don't know what they saw underneath that afro, but hey, <laughs> I'm being tight-casted at the moment. Fact. Hey, I ain't explaining. Don't be, yeah, don't, don't block your blessings. <laughs> but Appreciate it, talking to y'all, you know what I'm saying? Thanks. I ain't, I'm not complaining. But it is 50 After, which is the wind-down segment of the show. Give your shout-outs, where they can follow you, what you're working on, anything that you would like them to know. And I want you to answer the question of the day. 55 After, we have the exclusive access. So, yeah, we're going to get into that. So, yeah, give your shout-outs, where they can follow you, and so on and so forth. All right. um, I would like to give a shout-out to the man up above for allowing me to see another day and allowing me to have a safe travel or allowing us to have a safe travel mm-hmm. from Virginia all the way back to Atlanta. We just touched down Atlanta right now. I can tell because the traffic is crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what else? Um, the I would movie? like to shout out. To, yes. I like to shout out everybody that, um, that, you know, played in the first one. We casted, what, 39 different roles for my first independent film. Wow. Congratulations. You know what I'm saying? i like to shout out the production team, A.O. Tony, uh, Andrea, Mimi, uh, what else? The Mrs. 
I would show her, but she's over here. She's tired. <laughs> she's drained. My dog back here. Oh, hey, dog. Sleep. Knocked out. Knocked the fuck Bell. out. <laughs> but yeah, y'all can y'all can um, follow me on Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram at King June ATL. Make sure y'all go stream that movie right now. Uh, QualityCityMovie.com. Um, we have a casting. The first casting for episode, for chapter two tomorrow. Digital casting. So you chime in on the Zoom call if you want to be considered for the next film. Uh, we start shooting in September. Uh, I got somebody for you as well. She's in Atlanta. She does a wonderful job with uh, the acting, and she has she does uh, nail not nails. She does eyelashes, body contour, and so on and so forth. But I'll I'll get with you after we get off here, so I can give you her information, so she can also submit for the casting because she'll be great. She'd be okay. great for sure. <clears throat> so last but not least, okay. uh, well, not last, but I have a question of the day. And then if you have anything exclusive to give our guests, we would definitely love to hear that. Exclusive access. So um, the question of the day is, what bothers you about the industry and what will be your solution to fixing it? Mm-hmm. I have a lot. Okay, I would say that um, I don't like how sensitive people are. Like, you can't say certain things. You can't ex- express yourself the way you want to. Everybody is sensitive. I don't like the the agenda that, you know, the industry is trying to push on citizens. Um, the focus is not actually on the art anymore. It's focused on the algorithm, the business, and all of that. Dumb. Um, what else? The repetitiveness of the same thing. Mm-hmm. People do not express themselves. They It's like a monkey see, monkey do type of thing. And I hate it. Thanks. And, um, I'm tired of listening to Supac all day. I'm tired of listening to Snoop Dogg, old Snoop Dogg albums all day. I'm tired of listening to ECMD. I want to hear some new music, but mm-hmm. there's nothing to choose from. So, whatever. Mm. So, I, I don't like the redundancy of, you know, it's just like a mimic. Everybody mimic off each other. So, if it works for them, they, you know, they'll do it themselves. I hate it. And what will be Even your solution? The producers, I hate. I, I don't like to say the production. Producers used to have an identity or a signature sound. Mm-hmm. Now they make they make beats or production based off of what's popular now. Yep. Like instead of being like, oh, oh, I'm gonna make this beat because I know they are like this. This is the type of beat they usually rap on. No, make beat. So make you can challenge the artist. Right. Make different music and right. it, it, to evolve. So I believe the, the producers are enabling or assisting with enabling the, um, the artists. And what would be your solution to helping fix that? Uh, I would, my solution would, if I would have my way, is to have all of the listeners, the consumers, to stop listening to it. Mm-hmm. Pretty much force them to play their left hand 
You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the only way because freedom, the game is played off of what the consumer wants. They want what everybody else wants. You know, it all starts with the consumer. Right. Well, actually, no, it starts with the artist. Right. But the uh, consumer controls the destiny of the artist. Mm-mm-mm. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Now, let's get to this exclusive access, and then we're going to get up out of here. And if you have anything else to leave my guest and your fans, that'd be great. So, let's see if you have exclusive access. What do you have for us today? Do you have some exclusive access? Can you give us some, some, some exclusivity? Um, yeah, I got two things. One, I can only give you like a pinch. <laughs> of the info. <laughs> I can't really, you know, NDAs are in place. Okay, okay. Yeah, I can't really, you know, talk about too much of it. But remember this thing. Y'all gonna see it on TV along with the missions. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I can't give you the network. Exclusive you access. You'll see it, you'll see it uh, here and there, spotting here and there. Okay, okay, okay. I can't say. I can't <laughs> say. Um, and then two new album on the way. Oh! Exclusive access. <laughs> <laughs> so, new album drops. I would say uh, two weeks. So yeah. So we have to get that. you back <laughs> up here once that once that audio drops. So you can, you know, give us a little bit of background on how that became. You know what I mean? Like, we got to get everything. Two weeks? Yeah, oh, we can yeah. do two weeks. Yeah, we can do two weeks. Two weeks. It drops two weeks in two weeks on a Friday. So, not this Friday, but next Friday. <laughs> not this Friday, but next Friday. But next Friday. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. So, if you want to leave my guest with anything else, that would be great. Uh, do you have any more shout-outs or anything else? Oh, yeah, I want to shout-out to my sister, Samari. Um, she turned 15. Um, she was really sad that we had to leave her. She mm-hmm. wanted to come down here to go. She, she, want, really, she really wanted to come down to Atlanta. So, <laughs> we ended up driving up there because my mom wasn't having She didn't feel like coming down here. I want to shout-out to my sister, Samari. I want to shout-out. All my family in Buffalo, New York. Um, all my family down here in Atlanta. Uh, Michael Montana, which is my one of my uh, peoples. Uh, who else? Just everybody. I want everybody to succeed and go in an upward direction. And I want to shout out to you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me on your platform. Uh, it's a blessing. No problem. You know, I, I'm I'm very thankful for even you <clears throat> being a part of the podcast. Because when I reached out, I was like, nobody's going to be on my podcast. And then as soon as I said that and I started sending messages, my I'm booked up until August 13th. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. But last but not least, uh Let's give my shout outs. Follow So Hollywood the podcast. Follow me, M I S S Hollywood 313. So Hollywood the creator, which is my custom page. Uh, I make credit card grabbers. 
They're also multi-use, so I have these. So if anybody is interested, uh, you can go to my website, www.allofhollywood.biz. And then also check out the new updates on my website. Uh, Adult Swim Tour is not... No, Adult Swim Volume 4, I'm sorry, Mixtape is out right now on LiveMixtape.com. If you need to book a session, Session 420, www.GreenleafGang.com. So, yes, without further ado, we're going to get up out of here. And like I said before, I appreciate you. So if you ever come back to Virginia, in which I know you will, holla at me. Let's get up. Let's have um, everybody come together and let's, let's, let's do something. Let's 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 get this thing okay. cracking. So we're gonna get up out of here and I appreciate it. Have a good one. Alright, peace. Is it me or was it guest on so hollywood the podcast just email so hollywood the podcast at gmail.com or follow me on instagram so hollywood the podcast and m-i-s-s hollywood 313 looking to book your next studio session contact session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com